Hello everyone and welcome to my first ever podcast on Memorize. This podcast channel will kind of be a bit of everything, but for this podcast I will be focusing on Animal Crossing because it is a game I have played a hell of a lot of and thus have a lot to talk about. Today's podcast is going to be about the future updates and what I think will happen versus what I want will happen. Firstly, I wanted to address the main issue I have which I feel needs to be updated and that is dialogue. Villager dialogue has always been a staple in the Animal Crossing series, as it has always given the villagers so much life and character, and makes them feel more like real people. But in this game, the villager dialogue is just so repetitive and void of personality and uniqueness, so they lose the old charm they had in original games. For example, in the first Animal Crossing game for the GameCube, there are times when villagers will bluntly insult your outfit, call you ugly, and hope you live a boring life with all the same drab furniture. That's a literal quote. I think we can all agree that, for a kid's game, that's kinda brutal. I mean, imagine your neighbours randomly coming up to you and calling you ugly or stupid or any other insult that would make you want to cry and never leave the house again. Well, there are children that genuinely did feel like that. I mean, maybe not leaving the house in real life, but certainly never play the game again. I'd imagine there'll be people listening to this thinking they would love this. They would relish situations where they have a chance to scream and bark at someone else to see who comes out the most emotionally scarred. But Animal Crossing is a game targeted towards kids, so you can't really advertise a game for kids by saying the villagers will literally tear your in-game self-esteem to shreds. So, in that sense, I can understand why Nintendo had to tone down the dialogue since the first game. But couldn't they just add a bit more character to it? Even the cranky villagers don't seem cranky at all, they kinda just seem like old men with amnesia. I mean, for a set of villagers named after having a short temper, and trust me I know what it's like to have a short temper, they actually seem very reserved and calm. Not to mention how repetitive the dialogue is. I mean, think about how many times you've heard a lazy villager talk about the bugs in their wall, or how many times a normal villager has said, let's make this our best day ever. Maybe it's because I've played the game for too many hours at this point, but there's still not enough dialogue options, in my opinion, to make me want to talk to my villagers anymore and get any meaningful conversation from them. I could go on and on about the villagers, but I may save that for another podcast. I don't know, let me know if that's something you would want to talk about, want me to talk about that is. But I want to move on, because there are a lot of other small areas which I would like them to fix. A little while ago, Nintendo released an update that got rid of star fragmentaries. For anyone that doesn't know, these are hacked items that weren't supposed to be in the game in the first place, and so I don't blame Nintendo for getting rid of them. But what really disappoints me about this is that they got rid of them and didn't even use it as an opportunity because it would have been very good to give fans something that they really wanted. A load of people were really annoyed when Nintendo got rid of the Star Fragmentaries and took to social media to express their anger. And somehow Nintendo didn't see any of it? Or they saw it and didn't do anything about all the angry fans? This could have been a very good way to implement a feature which would have made a lot of fans happy. I mean, think about it. Who wouldn't want star fragments glowing on trees and illuminating the islands in the middle of the night? Combine this with glowing mushroom items, hyacinth lamps, and star fragments on the ground, and you got an absolutely beautiful astrological or fairy core island. So, why don't Nintendo 
do something about the fans' complaints about star fragmentaries, repetitive dialogue, and even the Dodo Brothers menus being too large and time-consuming. Well, there's one thing I can think of, and that's arrogance in their two-year update plan. Before Animal Crossing released, they had a plan to provide two years of constant updates after the game's release, and naturally, they are going to try and stick with that plan for as long as they can. But what concerns me is that they didn't take into account the complaints fans may have with the game in this two-year plan. This plan may have just relied on the game being perfect and not having any major issues to sort out, so they can invest all their time developing new updates instead of fixing what's broken. And the fact that it's been six months and they still haven't changed the Dodo Brothers menus makes me very concerned that they really didn't consider adding time in this plan for addressing complaints from the fans. If this is the case, it will be very sad to see fans go unheard and unnoticed as Nintendo continue to give updates that may provide the game with new, fresh content, but still doesn't do anything to help the old complaints. And this arrogance can kill a lot of game series. For example, the Roller Coaster Tycoon series, which I hope a lot of people have heard of. The first two Roller Coaster Tycoon games were the best of its kind, and the forerunners of Coaster Builders at the time. Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 moved to full 3D and did it fantastically. But then the company in charge of developing the games went from Frontier, who developed Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 and later on Planet Coaster, to Atari. And my god, did the quality plummet! Rollercoaster Tycoon 4 came out with the bar of expectation being practically on the ground, and yet it still didn't surpass expectations. And why? Because they were arrogant enough to think the name and the legacy it holds was enough for people to like it. Were they wrong? To say the least, yes. The game series practically died, and its funeral was made any more bitter from the mobile phone game released not too long later, which you can imagine no fans asked for either. This is just an example of how arrogance of a company and the neglect of their fans can cause huge disappointment. Now, I'm not saying Animal Crossing will have the same fate, but I am saying Nintendo really needs to listen to its fans more if it wants to keep the fans on their side. There's also been examples of Nintendo actually listening to the Animal Crossing community, which gives me hope that they will do what I want them to do in the future. Like how they listened to the complaints from people annoyed that the camera glitch was fixed. It was a great way for YouTubers and virtually anyone to make mini films. Yet Nintendo patched it out despite not causing any inherently bad issues. A little while later they added this back of the future which made people happy again. So why can't they do the same thing now? Maybe they just can't think of the right way to implement Star Fragment Trees into the game. In which case, I've got an idea that could easily be added. We all know Celeste, the cute red owl who gives you Star Fragment DIYs on certain nights. I mean, she comes way too rarely, but that's another complaint for another day. Why can't there be a chance that she gives you Star Fragment tree saplings? I think it would be a really fair way to add something that would make islands look super pretty and can then be developed into other items in trees such as pine cones or acorns, which were also hacked. If not, why not make it a DIY Celeste gives you? Just make it really hard to craft so it's still considered a rare and valuable item. If you want to go really audacious, maybe even a new type of star fragment which you wish on and grows into a star fragment tree if you plant it. And this is just from one person sitting at a desk with a mic. 
who knows what creative minds at Nintendo they have. But as much as it's easy to criticise Nintendo for not fixing these issues we have, you've got to think that it does take a long time to add things like this in the first place. I mean, think about it. Improving dialogue isn't as simple as typing a few more lines. These lines have to be thought of and judged and see which ones are the best to put in. Then it needs to be coded into the game, added variables to give the chances of when the villager will say the line, record the audio for each villager whenever they say it, even add the transition of each letter popping up because villager text never just appears. Each letter appears one after the other. So maybe Nintendo are just holding out on refining the game and responding to our complaints by just making sure it's perfect and polished. Or maybe it just takes a lot more time and it's a lot more complex than we know. I can tell you now, if you ask me what I know about coding, I'm going to just tell you it's a thing my teacher tried explaining to me and it just went through one ear and right out the other. So to summarise this quite long segment, I really hope they aren't arrogant enough to not consider addressing people's complaints and that they spend a good amount of time ironing out things that would make a big difference if it is addressed. But enough talking about small updates, now to move on to the larger ones like the autumn update which I know a lot of people including me have high hopes for. As far as I know the main thing that people are expecting is farming. So that's what I want to talk about in this segment and what I want to see because I honestly would rather have one very well in-depth feature rather than multiple smaller ones. In terms of farming, I'm thinking we'll get vegetables like pumpkins, carrots, lettuce and hopefully a load more. I mean, now that I think about it, I'm recording this before the update is out but it might actually have already released by the time I upload this. But I hope we do get a variety of fruits and vegetables, maybe even native vegetable seeds you can buy from Nook's Cranny, and more rare and valuable seeds you can buy from Leaf. I mean, it would give him a lot more to do at least. And if you're going to add vegetables and fruits, you pretty much have to add meals we can cook. Meals that could give to your villagers and they will eat it with you, maybe even invite you to a little dinner party so you can enjoy a meal you made together. Maybe when villagers go to others' houses, you can find them eating together in the house. Like, that would be so cute and a great way to give villagers more life and personality to them. You can develop this further and have villagers with different food preferences, depending on their personality type. So whenever you give them a meal they will really like, it will increase their friendship level. Maybe they have food they despise, which if you give to a villager, they feel insulted and get angry and decrease in friendship. Maybe not insult your cooking and tell you to never give them anything again like they would in the first game, but at least there's a chance of something bad happening. This would create the feeling of wondering and if you're me worrying whether or not your friends or family will enjoy and appreciate what you made. We've all had that feeling as we give someone some food contemplating all the possibilities like if they will like it or if it's too sweet or too spicy or even if they're allergic to a certain ingredient. So why not recreate that feeling into Animal Crossing? This is just one little idea I have but I'd love to hear what other people have in the comments or just wherever. In terms of holidays, the next one we have coming up is Halloween which will mark the return of Jack. For anyone that doesn't know, Jack is the pumpkin spirit Halloween NPC who gives you furniture in return for treats which you find around your town in New Leaf. 
He also played a load of tricks that were really fun, like changing an item in your inventory for a jack-in-the-box, or just taking something altogether. And unless Nintendo do something like some massive U-turn, he's probably going to be in New Horizons, which I'm more than happy about because I would like him to do something, but just differently. Instead of him playing the tricks, why don't you? Maybe in this game, Jack gives the player the opportunity to play tricks on villagers or try to give them a little scare by going up behind them and surprising them with some sort of scary outfit or taking some of their items and hiding them round the island. Maybe even give the player an excuse to use a pitfall seeds to play little pranks that hopefully won't annoy the villagers too much. I guess that's swaying more toward the trick than the treat side. So maybe after you perform a trick on a villager, you then have to try and win them back by giving them something they would like in exchange for a treat. I mean, all the villagers have a colour and style preference, so why not use it? I guess this means that Jack won't have too much to do for Halloween, but maybe at the end he gives you prizes based on how many treats you collect. Kind of like the bug off or fishing tony, but just way less repetitive because it's just once a year. To maybe add a decision element to it, maybe you have a decision to give the treats to Jack in exchange for exclusive items, or you can keep them and eat them all yourself. I mean, you're the one that collected them, so why not enjoy the fruits of your labour? In a sense, this would mimic the Christmas event in New Leaf, where Jingle would give you the responsibility to deliver presents while dressed up as Santa, and if you delivered the right ones, you would get extra rewards. This might have been one of my favourite events in New Leaf, purely because it involves some extra planning and villager interaction to find out what a villager wants. Kind of like what Santa, or if you're over the age of 8, your parents, would have to do so you don't open your present, see something you really didn't want, and throw a tantrum like a spoiled child on what's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. Something like this would be great for New Horizons, so long as the dialogue is fixed by the time this happens, so you're not forced to sit through the same robotic dialogue. I would like to see it change though. Maybe villagers will sometimes try to come up to you and ask if you know what Santa's going to give them, not knowing it's you giving them the present, and you got to try your best to keep it a secret. As much as this would be fun, I know I would fail every time. I already know I'm as good at keeping a secret as a colander is at keeping water. Another alternative is a secret Santa approach, where villagers get another villager to give a present and you have to help them pick out the right one. The villager getting a present for you may even have to lie so you don't know who's getting you a present and you have to find out who it is, or you just wait till Christmas day just to find out the villager who got you a present was the one you have been trying to kick out for literally months. And will their perfect present make you feel any sort of empathy towards them and make you want to keep them? Probably not, but it was worth a try at least. Probably the thing I would love for them to add the most however, is something that I feel would drastically improve a large part of the game. I would give access to a lot more quality of life features. There's been a lot of feedback regarding the lack of buildings and decoration to do once the island is finished and that there aren't enough NPCs and the ones that do come just get tiny temporary stalls for the day in resident services. Instead, a lot of people want more permanent shops, like, as we all heard, the roost. At this point, the roost has been talked about so much that even people who haven't played any other Animal Crossing game knows exactly who Brewster is. 
As for me, I don't want any more buildings because I feel like it would make the island seem more like a developed town than what it's supposed to be, which is surrounded by nature. What I would like is a brand new mini island, which we can go to via Dodo Airlines. I mean, it would mean you have to sit through the long menus, but it will be worth it in the end. The mini island you go to can give access to a load of new buildings, thus meaning more NPCs can be added into the game instead of just temporary stalls for NPCs like Leaf and Kix so they can have the permanent buildings they had in previous games. It could mimic the main street on New Leaf, but this time you can decorate and terraform on it, giving players another blank canvas to unleash their creativity on it. So, if you have completely filled your island, but still have loads of ideas you want to use, just use this new mini island. If you want to expand this even further, maybe even add villager spots so you can have more of your dreamies, instead of having those heartbreaking moments where you have to let go of one. I mean, it still wouldn't help me, because my dreamy list has about 30 villagers on it, but it would still help. To summarise, I think adding a new mini island would give rise to a lot of new opportunities such as new shops, NPCs, buildings and decorating, a set of things which a lot of people have wanted for quite some time. That being said, such a big project would take a long time to, to develop, so it won't surprise me if this is an update that's coming mid next year or something like that. While on the topic of the addition of more NPCs, I might as well talk about a few I would like to see come back into the series. Nintendo are seemingly keeping up the trend of bringing back more and more NPCs with each big update, like how recent Saris came back for the wedding event on Harv's Island. I really want them to continue this trend, perhaps with some NPCs that are a little less popular or talked about. Like I mentioned before, we have all heard people mention on and on about how they desire Brewster to come back. But what about other NPCs, like Serena? For anyone that doesn't know, Serena is a little chihuahua that is said to be some sort of goddess that lived in the fountain in Wild World. Her role is based on a story of Japanese folklore, so don't expect me to get this fully right. But the story goes, a woodcutter lost her axe in a river, and the god living in the river came out with a golden silver axe, as well as a woodcutter's axe. Instead of the woodcutter saying that the golden or silver axe was his, he was honest and admitted that the regular axe was his. As a reward for his honesty, the god gave the man the golden axe. Later on, someone else heard about this and thought they could try and abuse the system. So they threw their axe purposefully into the river. When the god came out with the three axes again, the man lied and said the golden one was his. But the god saw right through his lie and thus took all the axes, leaving the lying man with nothing. Long story aside, this is the same basis in which Serena rewards or punishes a player. If you are honest, you get the golden axe as a reward. If you lie, however, you lose your regular axe. I would love to see her come back, but we already have ways of obtaining the golden DIYs, so what else could she be good for? I think she could have new and valuable rare items, like a new furniture set. Considering she is to be a goddess, this new set of furniture should be very regal and elegant looking, though it may look too similar to the Star Fragment furniture set. So what else can you associate with a goddess or figure of idolization? Well, what about statues? 
I know we already have statues that you can buy from Red, but what about craftable statues that look a lot more graceful and maybe like the statues of idols people used to worship and still do to this day? The statues themselves could be a very pure white, or kind of like a marble texture, with hints of gold to really elevate its awe and brilliance. You may be thinking, how are we going to craft something out of marble when the only thing we have close to that is stone? My thought is that we don't. Instead we add a new material or set of new materials, like the ones in Pocket Camp. Ruby, sapphire, emerald, silver, or any other high-end material can be added with a low chance of getting whenever you hit a rock. This would give people more of an incentive to hit their rocks each day, and have more of an opportunity to find some valuable resource that they can then use to craft a very rare and beautiful statue which Serena can give you the DIY for. Why not even add back the need to be truthful to Serena by answering her questions honestly in exchange for the DIY? If you lie, but you answered a few of the questions correctly, maybe she pisses you and hands over a rare material instead of the DIY. And if you lie completely, you don't get anything, or worse, she gives you clay. I honestly feel like that's more of an insult than getting nothing to be honest. Back to the addition of new materials however, I realise that this means the chances of finding gold would be harder than it currently is. And trust me, I know the struggle of finding gold. I mean, I'm sitting with about 30 stacks of wood in my house storage, but with only just enough gold to make a measly gold wand. So maybe Nintendo can balance this out with one more rock? Actually, people struggle to make rock gardens with six rocks, so I don't want to cause any more pain by adding another. But what about one temporary rock each day? Animal Crossing New Leaf and I believe other Animal Crossing games had a fake rock which spawned every morning. This would be the money rock, so once you get all the bells from it, the rock breaks apart completely. But maybe in this game they bring that back, but instead it gives you rare and valuable materials to offset the reduced chances of each new rare material being collected. Or what about certain new materials being dug up from the ground? So instead of just fossils spawning every day, there would be a chance that one of the holes is actually something worth digging up and not just something you're guaranteed to already have in your museum, even though you've only got about half your fossil museum done. Why? Because Animal Crossing just likes to make their fans suffer sometimes. And on the topic of NPC returns, I would love to see them bring more back in creative ways while still having the element of nostalgia to it. For example, anyone who has played an Animal Crossing game besides New Horizons at least knows or has talked about Cap'n, and honestly, some of my favourite Animal Crossing memories came from singing Captain's joyful songs with my cousins on the way to Tortima Island to play super fun mini-games. Why not bring that back? Or maybe to add some originality to it, why not give Captain a little sailboat which he can use to go through the rivers you make in your island so you can sail through the middle of it and even into the ocean. In fact, maybe after a while he gives you the DIY to make your own boat so you can sail into your heart's content. So instead of having bridges everywhere, you can just row through with makeshift rafts and oars. This would be really fun. I mean, think about it. Sailing races? As if crunchy islands weren't elaborate enough, adding a sailing segment would blow people's minds. Not to mention the possibility to add a new NPC and activity, racing against any villager. 
maybe for each season there's a boat race against your villagers which you can participate in where you have to race against them and around the island. I'd imagine you wouldn't be able to race through into the rivers. Something like that would be really hard to do and would probably cause people to dig right through the centre of their islands. But it would still be so fun to go head to head in an ocean course. Maybe the little obstacles to sail around would add a bit more complexity. Then when the villager you hate steals the first place from you right from the last second, you have an excuse to justify kicking them out. And I think this would be a seasonal event, much like the bug off on fishing tourney, to make it more of a special occasion. As for the new NPC I would like introduced for this, it would have to be something that can swim so it can set up all of the swimming obstacles. As for the new NPC, I would like it to be introduced as someone that can swim so it would have to have all the ocean obstacles. And considering it's a race, it would have to be based off an animal known for being quick and a speedy swimmer. I feel like a lot of you already are thinking of some sort of fish, but we don't have any fish NPCs in Animal Crossing. But does that mean we can't add one now? I think a killer whale would be a great species to add as a brand new NPC. They look fantastic and shouldn't be too hard to design as an Animal Crossing character and can reach speeds of 34 miles or 55 kilometers an hour. Their speed is one of the main reasons why they are so successful at the top of the food chain. Despite their size ranging from 6 to 8 meters, they still have the speed and agility to hunt down their prey effectively. If you want to go with the absolute fastest swimmer, according to articles I found, if I'm wrong please don't come after me too much, a marlin would be a great choice to represent an incredibly quick and energetic character. Marlins are, again reportedly, the fastest swimmer, with a maximum speed of 68 miles or 110 kilometers an hour. That's double the speed of an orca. I feel like it would be harder to turn a marlin into a proper character though, considering how different their body compositions are to almost every animal used to create an NPC in the Animal Crossing series. Not to mention how we already have a wide range of fish we can catch, as well as a blue marlin. But we already have turtles, and owls, and octopi, and birds as characters and animals in the game. So would it really be that much of an issue? If anything, it just adds comedic irony when you give an octopus villager an octopus, even more so when you comment on how tasty it may be. Thankfully it's only Zucker that does that, but it's still an area of concern for him. So we're coming towards the end of this podcast, uh, my first ever one, so I would just like to summarise. I would really like them to fix the smaller issues that are currently in the game first before they move on to big updates. Regarding the big updates, I would really like them to be very creative with them and not just add things that were in the game before. I know they did add new things such as the mermaid set from Pascal and the wedding event, but I would like them to be a bit more creative because I know there are some fantastic minds working at Nintendo and could really conjure up something really really cool and fun. I mean, there's just a few of my ideas outlined, but I'd love to hear what other people think in terms of what creative ideas people have for future updates. I still have a lot more I could talk about, but I feel like the podcast has gone on for long enough for now. Or my voice is just dying. But even still, I need to wrap it up before my computer goes into meltdown or my mic gives up or something like that. 
So without further ado, thank you all so much for listening. Let me know what you thought of it, what you liked, what you think I could improve on. Because considering this is my first ever podcast, I'm definitely going to need the feedback. So one last time, thank you all so much for listening. It means a lot that you spent the time to listen to just me rambling on about Animal Crossing. And hopefully you'll listen to another one of my podcasts. Bye-bye.